This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18. Any views or opinions expressed are those of our own. We do not offer any professional or medical advice. We are the Sinful Ladies. Join Miss Sin and Lady Croft as we talk about all the sinful subjects you can think of. Hey, hey, guys. Welcome hey, back. We're the Sinful Ladies. And we're back in your ears for the umpteenth bajillion time, it seems like. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Not quite a year, but we're getting there. We're getting really close. Yes, I'm like kind of excited for our like year mm-hmm. year episode. Mm-hmm. We're like, getting there. It's going to be exciting. So, so we've made it through Christmas. Mm-hmm. How was your Christmas? It was good on some parts, stressful on others, but overall it was good. Good, good. So, you know. Same, same, same. <laughs> I mean, I love my family. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I love my family, but... But, but everyone, you you know, if you're listening to this, you know that you always have that one person in your family that just is a little too much. For me, that's my <laughs> sister. No. Like, she is a little too much. So, and the guy that she's marrying, he is ooh, way too much. Right. So, yeah. When are they getting married? Christmas time next year, 12, 22, 22. And Thank the Lord. I, I was next not year's not twenty two. I'm so pretty. Yeah, I'm so pretty. We've had our pretty moments today. <laughs> I'm like but, you. I've had too much family. I have not had enough to drink. Yeah, no. But hey, you know what? I'm seeing alcohol right now. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, good gracious, whiskey, excuse me, bourbon, which apparently yeah. is whiskey. I don't know. It's don't all. Know the, it's, it, it's all. It's all alcohol and yeah. something we need. Alcohol. Num, num, so, one of but, my. I guess what you would call Christmas presents mm-hmm. was a new boyfriend. Oh, so I mean, exciting. y'all, and he is fine, <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah, but anyways, yes, that was that was something new that kind of transpired. I did get two of my favorite gifts. I, I mean, like, I got two things that I wanted plus one other. I got mm-hmm. a new oar for my kayak. <gasps> yeah. And then I got my new cowgirl boots that I think are fucking awesome. Is that what you were wearing the other day? Yes. Oh, my gosh. They are amazing, everybody. Like, I was looking at them. I was like, oh, my gosh, the fringe. And they've got leopard spots on them. And I was like, so fucking cute. We need to go, like, dancing. Like, like, we need to go two-stepping. And then I got my skates, my roller skates. I'm so excited. Yep. No, we're going to go roller skating, everybody. Oh, yes. Oh, Lord. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's gonna be good. It's gonna yes. be good. It's gonna be awesome. fun. But yeah, so it was a good Christmas. I got just a few things I wanted, and now now we're gonna start changing gears, and we're gonna start focusing on the new things that are coming about. And um, hello, crazy winter nights. Yes, because <laughs> matter of fact, you and I were talking about that day. We've got to go shopping for those dresses. Yes, we're gonna be doing that yeah. this weekend. So yes, everybody, be on the lookout and pay attention to our Twitter and our Instagram because there will be some pictures that get dropped and some questions that get asked yes. about what do y'all think of these Although dresses. I was informed by Dawn that um hello I get final say not everybody else <laughs> he <laughs> gets laughing. final say um I think we get final say right. like I know it. we might we might be like yes baby we love you yeah uh-huh. <laughs> I know you like this dress but I like that one better right. I'm gonna go with that one 
<laughs> this is what I feel sexy. But we do want everybody else's opinions. Yes. I want to know what, you know, what dresses we find if y'all think they're sexy and, mm-hmm. you know. Just, just a fun, funness. But exactly. No, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So definitely looking forward to that. And that can't wait to see what we actually start planning as sinful ladies for the next year. Oh, I know. And, and you know, the things that are to come and. Yeah, no. I know we've got some things planned up with, you know, Kinky Frame of Mind, and mm-hmm. um, we're going to do some pool party shit. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. just one of the things that I'm sure will be coming. I mean, one of the things that we know we we're going to put into line of getting done. Oh, yeah. Well, I am. I'm very excited for all the things that are going to be coming this next year, mm-hmm. 2022. <sighs> yes. Thank goodness. I'm, I'm excited. Yes. But anyways, so... Oh, but that was yeah. a lot for yeah. I, it has been a bit, but in case you guys um, are not listening on this particular medium, always look for fullswapradio.com. Oh yeah, you know if you are, we are out there. Yeah, we're out there on Thursdays. If mm-hmm. you guys need to, um, you know, try and expand your podcast horizons a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, just tune in. We've got there's all kinds of other things. Yeah, to listen different to. different podcasts on every day. Um, Keep everybody's got mind their different is in the rotation on Friday. We're in the rotation on Thursdays, mm-hmm. and everybody's got a different way of doing their own podcast. And everybody has different takes too, which I mm-hmm. really enjoy. You know, I really like. Um, some of the different, you know, like female view podcasts because mm-hmm. they have different views than we do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I really like listening just to even them. the experiences. I mean, like we, yeah. we talk more on the, I don't want to say coaching side, but I mean, that's kind of what we do. Yeah, we don't we, necessarily we kinda, go we all give advice, you yeah. know, and we don't necessarily give you a play by play of what we did over the weekend, but sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's fun. <laughs> yes. I mean, I could have given you kind of a play by play of the last weekend that we all spent together, um, you know, down in OKC, because I yes. had to tell Miss Sin that she needs to stretch before vigorous activity <laughs> because apparently she was a little sore. Yeah. And I told her, I said, just, you got to remember, stretch before any vigorous physical activity. And of course, I reminded you that I did some stretching. However, when you're naked, it does not go <laughs> so much into the stretching side of things. Well, once the clothes come off, and even though you're trying to stretch before the vigorous physical activity, the vigorous physical activity kind of takes over. Yes. <laughs> Especially when it's with the new boyfriend. Yes. Oh my gosh. You guys were so cute that weekend. It was just adorable. I loved it so much. You were so happy, and he was so happy, and I was like, <laughs> compersion for the win. Exactly. So. Now, it would be great if we could get him to go with us to Crazy Winter Nights. Oh, my gosh. Because then it would be... It'd be all of us. All all the podcast people. Yeah. It because, would be. I mean, because, you know, he's on the male POV side with mm-hmm. Don, and then there's you and I, and then there's Don and I, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we'd have all we'd our We'd have podcast. a whole podcast kinky corner <laughs> we would <laughs> podcast kinky corner i like the kinky corner we might have to we might have to trademark that one right <laughs> like hi welcome to our kinky corner <laughs> today's episode is <laughs> <laughs> no joke you know and that could be our you know oh well kinky corner we're having you know uh dawn from <laughs> you know guest starring or steve <laughs> guest starring exactly you know exactly. And, and, that, and that becomes our little kinky corner you know i don't know segment of the show or something <laughs> Exactly. But I mean, hey, you never know. Right. But speaking of boyfriends and Polly and things like that, mm-hmm. that kind of leads right into our topic today. Um, we're actually going to be talking about uh, 
struggles and issues that have come up when you are kind of first transitioning into poly, whether yes. it's from vanilla mm-hmm. into poly, swinging into poly, um, you know, that kind of thing. If Because um, it, it can be different on both sides, um, transitioning from, you the know, swinger side sw- to poly, to poly and um, also from the vanilla side transitioning because you have a lot of... Uh, a lot Mon- more questions. Well, and you also have uh, a lot of monogamy um, uh, things that you kind of need to unlearn. Yes. To untrain be, the brain. Yes. Yes. To be successful at poly. So um, well, I'm going to kind of, I kind of thought we could do our kind of a first, our first uh, poly relationship yeah. thing. You okay? Yes, I just had a thought. <laughs> She's giving me these big eyes over there and it just distracted me for a minute, folks. Sorry. I just used the word folks. Oh my gosh. How <laughs> how how southern am I gonna be tonight, y'all? So <laughs> but uh so when it comes to Polly, for me, um, I honestly have not been Polly for very long. Mm-hmm. Bro- Dawn has kind of been my first poly, you know, relationship, right. so to say. Um, well, well, and and you, I mean, you've kind of dabbled in this whole thing anyway, well, but to the degree yeah, of which it, it well, is. Gabe and I, you know, we've done swinging before, but at the same time, yet it's one of those things that we didn't. We kind of knew that we were more than swingers. Like, we felt that connection. We knew that, you know, we liked that connection. We liked that, um, I don't know, we liked the intimacy. We liked the feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabe likes to say he feels like he was poly from a young age. He just didn't know what to call it for the longest oh, time. Oh, right, right. And then, because the swinger label has never really sat well with Gabe even though that's kind of you know well even though (laughs) it's a realm of it that's what we've done and that's how we got into things and it's still you know part of what we do he is very much a demisexual he has to have that relationship and intellectual connection he has to have a level of intimacy with that person right it doesn't necessarily mean he wants to have a relationship relationship Mm -hmm. but it is one of those um it's a little bit more than what you would think of um, in terms of when you say swinger, a lot of people, when they think swinger, they don't think of what well, you need to have that uh, mental, emotional connection uh, to swing, which I don't necessarily always have to have. Um, Gabe doesn't necessarily always have to have either. But right. It's, it, it makes the experience so much more deeper, deeper, surreal, more exciting. Connected. Yes. Because then you... Not only do you get to experience this life with your spouse, you also are being allowed to, and I shouldn't say allowed, but in in society's society's unnormal way of things, Mm -hmm. they they think, oh, monogamy is the only way. But when you you and your spouse allow to open up and have an open marriage and and swing or poly well, and, or and we've talked about this before that you know in history there have been many non-monogamous societies monogamy really only came about when organized religion kind of came about and so it, it was a big change for a lot of people 
to go from, you know, kind of a free, almost like a free love society, you know, to mm-hmm. just monogamy is the way to go. And so with getting to experience this in life and, and have more than one love because mm-hmm. you can. Well, exactly. So Gabe and I, when we started, we were still doing marriage counseling, mm-hmm. um, which I highly recommend for anyone that is, you know, um, thinking about opening up and, you know, sip, dipping their toes into poly or mm-hmm. things like that, you know, go and sit down and kind of discuss your fears, your thoughts, whatever, with someone else who is open. That, that That's the key there. Is open to the mm-hmm. lifestyle or is lifestyle friendly or is in the lifestyle? Right. Ask people, you know, well, that unlike, you know. You know, Don and I have said, if you have questions, come to us. Exactly. Come to someone who can understand and have exactly. had those Yes, which is part of the reason why we do this podcast, because we would like to give you guys the advice that we didn't have when mm-hmm. we were starting things well, out. Well, and, and, and you don't get a handbook in life. No. And if someone can actually kind of say, you know what, hey, let me just kind of move you in this direction and help you see this side of things in, in a different perspective and... I don't, you know, if you need handheld while you're walking through this journey, I'm like, okay, now what do we do? Well, from our experience, doesn't mean that our experience is right or wrong, mm-hmm. but, but it, we can give you but, our, what happened with us and what we learned. And then you can take that what information happened and how we handled it and what we should have done and, differently. Or... And you can then take that information and, you know, roll with it, you know, with, with me and, getting because I wasn't looking for a poly relationship at all right. when I met Don. I was looking more on the um Dom sub kink side. And then we met and it just it clicked and I could feel myself falling. And I remember talking with Gabe about it going, I don't know, you know, we didn't really talk about this yeah. as as a thing, you know, is this okay? And we had a lot of um conversations because a lot of monogamy and monogamous issues tend to central around the fact that monogamy expects your partner to provide absolutely 100% of for all of your needs and wants. So and that's a lot on one person. That is. That's a lot of pressure to put on one person. Yeah. That you have to, you know, I have to be the one that can that can, can fulfill his need to to do impact. Im- yeah. And I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, in monogam in monogamy's you know eyes, so to say, it is well, you know, this is your one spouse for all eternity. This is your partner, you know, soulmate. Well, they until, also say until, that you can only love one person, mm-hmm. which is not true because I'm sorry, as anyone has ever known, you can love friends, you can love family, you can love pets. Why are we putting a limit? No one puts a limit on. Well, you can only have three friends now that you can that you can love. Do you I can see- only have three people that you can really love do i see we we use the phrase too much yes mm-hmm. i love mac and cheese oh no i yeah no, that is one I, of my favorite really, meals yeah i really, I really like, like it, it. yes yeah. I, mean, I don't i love dr pepper i love water i love earrings I, you know it, maybe not love every little thing but it also goes to show that you're a person who can enjoy a lot of different things in life and that you put you know, if you're making mac and cheese, then fuck, you're going to make some fucking phenomenal mac and cheese. Well, I mean, it's just like when you know, parents, um, you know, when people become parents for the first time. Uh, and then I, you have a second child. Everyone says, well, 
you know, you're never going to love your spouse the way you love your child. Well, you're exactly right. You're not. Because I don't they're, because they're want diff- to love my kids because, like I love my spouse. Because they're different types of love. Exactly. And when people can say that and they can understand that there's a different love between, say, a parent and mm-hmm. child and a spouse, then why can't you expand your viewpoint a little bit to say, mm-hmm. okay, if there's different types of love... So then why, you know, like, let me let's break go this down to you this way. Your spouse passes away. Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to never love again? You get a divorce. Are you never supposed to love again? According to the Catholic Church, no. Sorry. You never get married <laughs> mm-hmm. because you choose not to get married. Mm-hmm. So, and you have several people that you have grown that intimate and you have relationships for years. Are you not supposed to love any others? No, you can love more than one. The the key to Polly and the key to those type of things is learning to be able to do it more than one at one time. And balance. And that that's the big thing. That's that's part of learning to to love like Don, loving me and loving you. Mm-hmm. He can do that. The balance is where it needs to be. He is hierarchical. Hier- hier- blah. Hierarchical. Yes, thank you. I cannot say that today. So with him being that way, he's going to put my needs above all all, Mm -hmm. because that's how he sees it. Does that mean that's for everybody's situation? No. No. There are some people who are more egalitarian when it comes mm -hmm. to Polly. Now, for um, like if you were to talk to Gabe, Gabe would say that he is more egalitarian in his Polly life. Now... But if you kind of push him a little bit and get right down to it, he does have a hierarchy. Mm -hmm. However, it's based on individual needs of his partners at the time Mm -hmm. because he'll tell you, okay, physical needs come first. You know, if I have a partner who is, you know, like they've broken their leg and they've fallen down and they Mm -hmm. need to go to the hospital. Okay. It it doesn't matter if, you know, we had date night planned. They called me. They need my help. I'm going to help them. That's also being a good human. Well, yes. Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of my like, okay, I'm like just being a good person. I mean, I get where he's coming from. Don't get me wrong. I get it. But it's like emotional, mental well-being. You know, if someone's having a really rough day, rough time again, you know, like that they kind of move up to the front of the line, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. But it really makes me giggle a little bit when he's like, oh, I'm not hierarchical. I'm like, mm, you kind of are. Because, because if, if it were someone needing two people that he loves. Mm-hmm. That need the exact same exact thing. same thing. You being one of them and me being one, mm-hmm. even though I'm not in a relationship, say I was. Mm-hmm. Who is he going to choose first? Yeah, I'm going to come first because exactly. I'm the wife. Now, I will say, as someone who practices hierarchical polyamory, that I enjoy the um security um and kind of clear boundaries kind of of i do i do i like that hierarchical because i know your place i hate to say it that way no i do because it makes it sound like oh girl you know your place step back no that's not how that is it's going i know i can i know what to expect if i was in the line of 10 people and i was number 10 on that list Mm -hmm. i know that i'm not going to get first choice on everything that comes about Oh, exactly. It gives you a clear set way. So, and it also helps me prioritize things in my life as well. Mm -hmm. Because I I mean, I did date a guy back when I was not married. And um, he was, I was like number seven or eight on his priority list. And I remember breaking up with him because I couldn't deal with the fact that I like, I didn't even come before like his, like, 
inanimate objects. Like I didn't come before like watching a sporting game. I didn't come before a golf game, you know, like going golfing. I didn't come before his truck. I didn't come before money. I didn't come like there were a lot of people and things I didn't come in before, but I was like, I want to be in like the top five and and, or like the top three if I'm a girlfriend, you know, and like at this point I was trying to look for, you know, like marriage ish, you know. And I was like, you know, because I was still in monogamy at that point. I was like, I at least want to be like up there. I don't want to feel like I'm like number nine or 10, you know, and all these other stuff is coming first. Like, no, thanks. So for for egalitarian poly, it can be um, very difficult and you may feel that you have a lot more Uns- uncertainty uncertainty yes because you don't know where you stand right you don't know and it makes it harder yes um, it, it, that's not to say that you can't make it work right there are a lot of people who call themselves relationship anarchists right um and that is they literally have absolutely no set expectations for how a relationship is going to work they just take it every day how it goes mm-hmm. and to me i like no i i like structure <laughs> give, right. give me a structure so you know hierarchical poly works for me right it's not going to work for everybody no and because you know too it also with the hierarchical that i cannot say that today but that gives you okay well if i'm 10 out of number out of 10 mm-hmm. i don't have to put in as much effort as i would if i were number two mm-hmm. i don't have the same expectations for someone you know that type of thing um so yeah it it makes a huge difference and there are a lot of trials and tribulations and all those type of things in poly Mm -hmm. it's it's getting to that fact of how to understand how to communicate how to deal with those type of different yes and for a lot of people uh the number one issue that tends to crop up when you are transitioning, mm-hmm. that I say from, from just swinger to from swinging to poly, or, or even monogamy, from, from monogamy. monogamy, yeah, from monogamy. Words are to hard poly. today. It's okay. I love you, best friend. <laughs> but one of the biggest ones is: Are reckon- they going to leave me? Yeah. Well, that's the biggest issue. Yes. Are Are they going to leave me for this other person? Mm-hmm. And usually again that that you have to look at where that's coming from and that's coming from a place of insecurity mm-hmm. and then you have to ask yourself why do i feel insecure you have to break that shit down yeah you can't just go to your partner and say well i'm worried you're gonna leave me okay because your partner's gonna look at you and go okay why 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 are you worried i'm gonna leave you because if there's something that i'm doing that i'm making you feel like i'm going to leave you i need to know that right and you need to be able to articulate that to me and tell me yes and that's and that is the is the hardest thing to say to your spouse, your yes. partner, is, I feel like you're going to leave. Why? Because I'm scared that you're going to leave. Okay, but that means you're saying to me that you don't necessarily trust me or that you don't necessarily have confidence in our relationship and you have to be able to break down why. Have I done something? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it because it could be as simple as, oh, this is what people did to you before. Okay. Let's let me have I done it to you yet? No. Okay, well I'm not going to. And until I screw up on anything in life, mm-hmm. you can't hold me to the same standards as you do everybody else. And the biggest thing everybody is when if these feelings crop up and you have this feeling 
Okay. Whether it's, I feel you're going to leave me or I'm feeling a little jealous. Okay. Or left behind or, left or behind, whatever. Or, le- or left out. Okay. You need to think about, okay, why? Why Why am I feeling this way? You have to do that internal, mm-hmm. I call it shadow work. Like you have to do that internal work yourself. I, I, I typically say, I got to break down every word. Yeah, I. To, okay. That's me. Okay. Phil. Mm, what kind of feelings do I have with this? Is it hatred? Is it is it whatever? Like okay, well that's just like you. Oh, like you. Ooh, why well, you? What is what is that you? What's breaking out you and break down you? Why you? What's the, what's happening with you? Well, are going to leave? Where where are they going to go? Who are they going to go with? Is it the other person? Is it what is the situation? You need to break down every flipping word. Yeah, we'll break it down, and it you know it's it's. However, you can figure out why. However, mm-hmm. whatever way you use to figure out why, and then not be afraid to way. say it. And you know, it can be really scary if you have a really big fear mm-hmm. that uh, you know your partner is going to leave. Because so it can be as scary as if I say it, you might just do it. If if you've been thinking about it, if I just give voice to this, it might happen. It might come true. Right. And for example. Dawn, um, several months ago, was with someone who did not like me. Very, very mm-hmm. strong dislike. And I, when I had come onto the scene, she had dated him prior. Mm-hmm. Then I came in after they broke up. They got back together. And I worried at that point that I, because I had a small fear, okay, what if he leaves me for her because I was just a placeholder? I was just a stand-in for her. And I had it was it was really scary for me going to Dawn mm-hmm. and saying, Hey, I'm I, I I'm I'm afraid of this here. <laughs> and I couldn't say it to him to his face because I was so scared. I was so worried. So I sent him a text. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I like to have face to face conversations, but sometimes when I'm scared of something and it's I have easier a, and to I have not a feeling see an expression <laughs> exactly I just I'm just gonna send it I'm just gonna send a text and then do you know that that is one respond. thing in in my and I don't mean to interrupt you but mm-hmm. this is how we work <laughs> um we ADD girl is fine when I was going through the struggles with my mom in that whole scenario which if anybody's interested in that it's on the kinky frame of mind um one of the podcasts there but um the situations on with that I got to where anytime I would talk to him, I felt like he was being defensive and angry at me when really he wasn't. I was just so, so much um, anxiety ridden at that point because of everything. And I didn't know what was happening and everything was seeming out of place that the only way I could talk to him because it seemed like, because anytime he would say something, I would automatically get on my defenses because I thought he was. And so then we became a bicker about nothing because all I was trying to do is talk to him about how I felt with my mom. And he was just asking questions because he didn't understand what was going on in my head and why I was this way and that way. And he was only just getting some of the story. And so the best way for us to communicate was for me to send him a text because then I couldn't read emotion into it because I, we had to literally go, just read the words. I feel scared. Not, I feel scared. I'm scared. Because, you know, and and, that, and that's a hard thing to do sometimes yes. with text because especially if you know someone that's texting you, you can infer tone yes. from from their Tones text. and looks and everything. And, and, so, and so then you can imagine mm-hmm. and create a scenario that's not even there. So I had to, I literally had said, okay, this is how we're going to work this. 
I need to text you some stuff. And when I do, so that I don't read stuff, I need to, to send to you, read the words only, and I will do the same. So when I sent it to him, he's not reading tone. He's not reading voices that he can hear or expressions. Mm-hmm. That way he doesn't see the angry look or the resting bitch face when I'm processing. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we got through a lot of it is because then I could just read his words when he was responding to me and not read an action or read into a look that he had or read into or listen into a tone that he had that wasn't really there. But I was so out of my zone at that point dealing with all the crap that I had to take all that out. So it was the best way for me to do it was to communicate that way. And it it was a little harder because you can't get every word out that you're trying to say. And sometimes missing one word or not reading one word can change a whole sentence. Oh, yes. Well, or a typo. Yeah. Like autocorrect. Oh, my. I mean, you and I both have yep as a trigger word, which I'm trying to slowly destigmatize. Mm-hmm. I, I say that a lot now to be like, yep, mm-hmm, yep, 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 yep. You know, just to be like, okay, nope, we're, we're, we're going to destigmatize the yep. Yes. But, and I've you had know. to learn that because <clears throat> others use that. And I'm like... Yeah. And we have to learn that, okay, not everybody means the same thing when they say, yep. Not everybody means the same thing when they send you a thumbs up. Yes. Not everybody means the same thing when they send you a peace sign. Like, right. you know, it's, you ha- you have to learn that, you know, everyone's communicates differently. Mm-hmm. And sometimes text can be very helpful in doing that as long as you aren't. And sometimes it can be very her, hard to do. <laughs> yes, it, it can be. Now, I will say um, for, you know, I mean, even though I've been, you know, in this relationship now for, you know, many, a couple years, few years now. Yeah. You know, I still have my moments where I get insecure mm-hmm. or I get, you know, I need reassurance. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I still do that with Gabe. You know, I've been married to the man for 13 years and right. I, and I'm still like, hey, I need reassurance. Like, you love me, right? Like, I'm still your wife. Like, you Sometimes still, it's you about still just wanting to hear like, those words. Exactly. Like, just hearing I'm beautiful, I'm pretty, you mm-hmm. know, like, I know that you think I am, but I, I need to hear it. Yeah. You know, and, and just, you know what? I am so happy I'm married to you or exactly. that I get to spend my life. Just every once in a while, those little words mean especially in this lifestyle in the poly world in the kink world in the swinging hearing those words sometimes is a is a complete confidence booster Mm -hmm. um well and it also makes you feel wanted and mm -hmm. it makes you feel again it's it's the little things that help me you make that help make you feel more secure Mm -hmm. in your you know um, in this already already established relationships or Mm -hmm. even the new ones that you're starting out on now i will say when you are starting out in you know, a new poly relationship, or if you've never been poly before, mm-hmm. you're going to experience something called NRE, which mm-hmm. is new relationship energy. Yes. So AKA the honeymoon stage. Yes. You know, and everybody gets really the excited. New, the new vibes, yeah. the, all the things. Yes. Because everything is new and everything is exciting and you're so happy to be around your partner. You want to be around your partner all the time. Okay. Those feelings will gradually fade. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because just like in any relationship, think back to, you know, if you've been married for a while, like think back to when you first got together and how excited you were and then think to how you are now. Mm-hmm. Are, are you, oh my gosh, I'm going to get to see them. Yay. 
you know, and when you see them every day, you wake up next to them, you get to hear them fart, you get to hear them belch, you get to hear them complain about work. We don't do that. So you get to hear, you know, (laughs) I mean, you get to see all of them. And so sometimes those parts aren't always romantic. Right. You know, it doesn't. It's not always. It's not always. Sexual intense, you know, sexual tension. And no, it's not always that. You know, it's it's hard conversations. It's deep conversations. It's paying the bills, dealing with the kids. It's mm-hmm. all the things that, that you deal with in mm-hmm. life. And that will happen in good poly relationships, too. Yes. You will eventually get over what I call the hump. Mm-hmm. The because, honeymoon. Well, you go through the honeymoon and then you hit your... I, I call it the, the trial phase of poly relationship because this is really where you, it's it's a trial phase. Can this last past? Can the hun- this go past it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Can this go past the honeymoon stage or not? Because um, this as is I when, call it the 90 day trial. Yeah. Your 90 day trial is up. Are you going to pay for the full are, version? Are you are you vested in this <laughs> this product now? <laughs> because because would you like to upgrade? I hate to say it, it is one of those things where after 90 days. True colors come out. Mm -hmm. People, it becomes a real thing. The honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. And I mean. And because too, people will try and put their best face on and try and put their best foot forward mm -hmm. when they're starting something new. Mm -hmm. And so they may not always be as honest as they should be. They may not be as open as they should be. Or or they're like me and sometimes they're a little too open and honest and, and too bold to say things and you know, if something makes me mad, I'm going to let my mm-hmm. person know because because I don't want that in the air. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's too much for people. And mm-hmm. so depending on how who your person is, either they're not telling you all the story or they're telling you too much. And you're like, oh, my God, you fucking get pissed off at everything, you know, or whatever the case may be. I mean, or if there's bumps in the road, I'm, I'm also a person if there's bumps in the road. OK, can we talk about this bump? Can we, you know. Yeah. I, let's, I might let's not I'm, ignore the bump. Yeah, I might need I might need thirty minutes for you to just leave me alone so I can process what's going on. But once I'm done processing and I can get my thoughts in gear, we're talking about this bump. Well, exactly because people who don't want to process or talk about the bumps in the road and they sweep them under the rug, eventually that bump starts packing all of the other bumps, and then it becomes a huge mountain under the carpet, and then you literally can't do anything in the relationship and without tripping over it. the carpet slides off and all the shit comes out. Exactly. And then that's when the big blow-up happens and breakups can yes. happen and things like that. And communication is really hard. So if you're trying to transition from swinging to poly um, or monogamy to poly, and you think you're good at communication... You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you might be great at communication in your way now mm-hmm. but i'm telling you you still need to work at it you it's cannot be, as you cannot says, assume life under a microscope yes you cannot assume that your communication is coming across the way you intend it unless you ask your partner the comprehensive for, piece of it for com, you know confirmation mm-hmm. do you did you know what i just said do you understand what i'm saying do you know where i'm coming from do because you... <laughs> we've talked about this before people can have different definitions of talking mm-hmm. when they say well i'm talking with this person talking for me is okay you're just talking platonically yes like how was your day at work A- exactly but if did you, you get to sew today Did you get to go plant your grass? I mean, what? (laughs) Well, exactly. But for, you know, if your definition of talking is, oh, you're sexually talking. Okay. So you might hook up with this person. That would be completely different for me. Yes. And so I, then if you come to me and say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to hook up with this person. Well, hang on time out. Because I thought you were just talking to this person. Yeah. 
well, yeah, I to was. mean, talking is you getting know. to know someone, yeah. seeing if that possibility of sexual chemistry is even there. Yeah. And or, then it's like, it's like, well, hang on. Cause like, I didn't know it was sexual talking. Like you didn't tell me that. Well, yeah, I told you I was talking that meant sexual talking. Okay. Well, like, again, it's, it's figuring out what mm-hmm. the different words mean for each person. Right. And your you communication m- styles again. And that was a big thing for Don and I, what, cause Don and I do not communicate the same way. Don doesn't communicate with a lot of people the same way. No, yeah. and I don't mean that in any bad realm. No, but he's a highly intelligent person and his, his vocabulary and his way of thinking is so much more different than most people where, you know, most people who are so highly intelligent, they're either street smart or the book smart. When you have both, it is hard. Yes. Um, He's very analytical with a lot of things. It's a yes or no type of thing. Uh-huh. And for it's someone black or it's white. And for someone who's like you and I, it's not black and white. It's multicolor. Uh, yeah, it's a rainbow. Do you see all the pretty colors? All, all, not even just and the all, rainbow. And all the different shades. Well, but it, not, it adds sparkles and it has mm-hmm. different and it has textures. And te- mm-hmm. Where his is, no, it's black <laughs> or it's and white. white. Yep. And so it makes it very difficult when, when someone, I mean, he's really good at following most everybody but if i don't communicate the same way as he does or to the level of of what he does he's gonna have a hard time going whoa whoa, wait a minute so it's learning different communication styles and Mm -hmm. if if and i I don't i'm not to say this anything in in a negative way to anyone Mm -mm. but if your intelligent level is not at the same place it's harder because if someone who is off the charts. Well, and you also have to take into account too, just, just because, especially if you are already in an established relationship with your spouse mm-hmm. and you're going from swinging. It's kind of like Sheldon off Bing Bang Theory to Penny. You know, to, well, yeah, exactly. And you have to understand that you, you might think that you have a really great communication style because you and your partner you communicate really well, you know, and, and things work. That doesn't mean everyone's going to communicate like mm-hmm. your spouse well, and that not everyone communicates the same way. For some people, they yes. have to have phone calls. They have to have, they have to hear the tone. They have to hear your voice. They, you know, they won't do texting for some people. It's only texting. They only right. want to communicate over text because they don't want to miss anything. And so you have to understand and start to kind of learn. And, and this is the big thing is not reading intent that mm-hmm. isn't expressly stated. Right. So I'm going to say that again, do not read intent unless it is expressly stated. Now, what I mean by that is when someone sends you a text and says, you done question mark, because you had told them, say you were going to do dinner. Okay. And for me, reading that, okay, you, like the letter you and then done, like you done, question mark, I could potentially read that with like, you done? Like, come on, like, am I finally going to hear from you? You know, like, again, I'm putting more meaning behind some more intent and irritation behind that text than maybe is intended because it could also be a you done, like you done text, like, can I talk now? You know? And, you know, it could just be an innocent question. But how I then take that intent and respond can then set off an argument or not. Mm-hmm. Because I, if I'm inferring intent that's not there and placing emotion and, and, and feelings behind a phrase or a text that's not there, you're creating issues. 
So especially at the beginning of stuff, when you're not sure about emotions, things like that, I'll ask, like, are you upset with me? Question mark. Right. Not, you know, like, like just finishing or is everything okay? Question mark to say like, okay, like, hang on, like, because I don't know. Is that you done just your way of, you know, asking me, am I done? Yeah. Or are you being kind of, you know, pissy with me and being like, are you done? You done yet? It will exactly. I mean, I used to train people in the hospital on how to talk to patients um, to get um, uh, medication lists for patients. And I told someone, I said, you know, there's, you can say all the right things, but if your tone of voice isn't a good tone, they're, mm-hmm. they're not going to remember the words you said. They're going to remember the tone that you took because everyone has remembered a fight that started with not what you said, but how you said something. And with people who are very much empaths or, <laughs> yes, or people who take on emotion. Yes. And Those can type be, of things can be very sensitive to, to or, things. or even, people who, I hate to say even, even an ADHD kind of person, you take on a lot of those traits, those people who have been in abusive situations are. And so it's called hypervigilance mm-hmm. and you're hyper aware of everything in yes. the relationship. Oh gosh. Oh, well, hang on. Is this person, is or, this person mad? Is, are they going to be mad at me if I say this or what I did this? But and, it's even, even as know. much to people who are um, empaths, you walk oh, into yes. a room and you survey a room. You can and, feel the vibe and you can feel the vibe and you can automatically tell by people you've interacted with before what kind of mood they're in before you even say hello to them. So for someone who's in a relationship with someone even like that, or even has... It, I'm raising my hand like, Both Hi. of us. Both of us. <laughs> Especially in my line of work of what I do every day. Oh, yeah. You're, when, you're when basically I have, a personal therapist. <laughs> I, when I have clients that come to me and I hear things on a daily basis, um, you take that in and you start... You can tell by the way someone walks in so when you're married to someone or in a relationship with someone or have a boyfriend that you can, can tell, mm-hmm. you can tell by the way someone texts you. I've experienced this. I've asked someone, are you okay? Cause your text a little off. Mm-hmm. How do you know this? Cause I pay attention. Well, and I'm, I'm that person. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. Oh, I, well, and with, so, with Gabe, when we first got married, I would tell him, I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, what? And like, you sighed. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you sighed funny. You, you know, it's not your normal and, sigh. And, and so like, I've seen a lot of people, especially on TikTok that will make like guys that will make fun of this. Like, oh, she says I sighed funny. I'm like, yeah, cause you did. Like, <laughs> like, like, um, yeah, you, you sighed differently and that you sigh usually means that you're upset about something. So do you want to talk about it? And it's like, and then nothing. And then two days later. Mm-hmm. So, so dealing with that in, in, in relationships, it's very, hard not to automatically go i i know this like i'm pretty sure something's wrong because and again with us sometimes you have to hold back and instead of being like what's wrong what's wrong are you okay because gabe told me that uh when we first when i was first doing this that oftentimes he didn't realize he was upset and like he hadn't like fully processed it yet like he was feeling the emotion but hadn't fully processed it to the point that yeah i am kind of upset yeah. Yet. And be, and but it's admitting because I had asked, you know, yeah. and then he was like, what? Like, I'm not upset. And then he would think about it later and be like, oh, yeah, I was kind of. But then he has to be able to go, you know what? I'm just not ready to talk about because I'm still get, I'm still processing. And it's OK to process. Mm-hmm. It's OK to go. 
okay, after finding out that my spouse wants a new girlfriend, okay, how do I feel about this girl? How do I feel about them two? How do I feel about him and his other relationships? How do I feel about where does that put me? How does that work with our time? Let me process this a minute. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I, okay. I, do, I do that with Gabe now. He'll he'll be like, well, what do you think about this? And I'll be like, you know, I'm not sure right now. I let need to me, process this. Let, let me sit with this for a bit and then I'll let you know. Yeah. And I just I just need to kind of sit with this and see how I feel about right about it, you know, because sometimes I don't have an immediate answer mm-hmm. for things. And that's okay too, because this whole journey into poly can be great and amazing. It's it I mean, how lucky are we to have our forever partner? Yeah. And but we to get, get to, to meet and be and share our lives with other amazing people too. Yes. And 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 not to have to put all the Besides the everyday marriage, the, the, yeah, the daily, you know, things. kind of mundane, you know, things that we do every but day. Mean, like, but even okay, I can't provide Don the impact that he likes to do. Mm-hmm. Can I do the rope? Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. But it allows him to be able to enjoy this. Does that mean he's going to leave me for someone who can do it? No. But I get to experience someone who. Maybe is on my sensual side, mm-hmm. where Don will do that with me. Yes, he loves that side of me, but he also has a whole nother side that mm-hmm. I can't always tap into. I'm allowing him to explore that, and I don't want to say allow because, well, but in a roundabout way because we are married. Well, and you know, we Gabe and I talked with our our marriage counselor about this, and because again, a lot of what she sees in her line of work is a struggle with monogamous couples trying to be everything for each other. And, and and you can't be. And for a lot of monogamous couples, it's they get their needs that they can't have met by their spouse met from friends mm-hmm. or from, you know, other places, hobbies right. and things like that. I said, but with, you know, polyamory, you get you can get some of those needs met through other people. Mm-hmm. I joke all the time. Like now, like especially now that Gabe has a new partner, R, and I love her to death because she gets his weird, goofy, you know, like mm-hmm. sense of humor and stuff. She was over the other day and I looked at her and I was like, can you just take him home? <laughs> like, I've had enough of him for the day. Like, can I, can I, can I rent him out and like take, have you take him that's, home and he can return in the morning? <laughs> Bubba thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Big, useful backup boyfriend association. Yes. If you haven't heard of Bubba. That's so great. Th- that I is what Bubba, it. B-U-B-B-A. Yes. Yep. But so, I mean, yeah. You just got the girlfriend. Yeah. It's, it's ba- backup boyfriend, come get your girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, backup girlfriend, come get your man. Like, yeah. He's want, he's wanting me to watch a football game. Come on. Like, I don't do that. If you do that, you come get him right now, please. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-mm. I watch football games for the guys in the tight pants, okay? Like, I don't watch it to be like, oh, man, uh, uh. I don't know. The quarterback is is really killing us this year. I, I don't even remember like names right now. But sports ball, grr. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and you know, it 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 also allows that person to utilize their brain in a whole different aspect than what most people in monogamy would ever get to use, mm-hmm. because the being able to love more than one person is a oh, yeah. whole 
different aspect in life itself. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations. There's going to be ups, downs. It's a roller coaster. But you know what? We like roller coasters. Get on the fucking ride and enjoy it. Exactly. I mean, issues are going to happen. They will. But as long as you're committed to working through them Mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to communicate, communicate, you know, well, I mean, you're going to have a good time, guys. Yes. You'll be successful. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if this gave you any kind of insight or any kind of help. If you have any more questions or you want in more depth type of scenarios or whatever, let me know. Let us know, I should say, not me. And we'll get back with you because we have all the platformy things. Yes, we do. Twitter, Instagram, email. Email. <laughs> email. And, of course, we, you know, if you need them, they're out there. Yes. They're, um, they're out there. Yep. <laughs> why, why do I feel like we're like an X-Files? They're out there. <laughs> I see you. I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I think of sometimes when I think vanilla people. Do you know how much life you've not lived? Right. I mean, there's like a whole fucking world out there that mm-hmm. you are stuck right there. It's like come in on, this get, everyday little. Okay. Yes. I feel like step what is out it? of your box. The Truman Truman Show. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes the vanilla world is right there. Not that that's if that's what's for you. That's for you. Great. You enjoy every fucking minute of it. Do you? You do you, do you boo boo at the best you can? But man. The joys of being able to know that I get to, I get to enjoy dick, yes. all sorts of sizes, yes. all, and then then I, I then I get to on top of that, on occasion, mm-hmm. when I find the right person, have a boyfriend, mm-hmm. a really awesome one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, but but not even that. But I mean, I mean, right now it's just a boyfriend girlfriend type thing. Mm-hmm. Who knows where things can take us? Mm-hmm. I mean, and who, 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 I don't, I just, I'm, I'm, I sometimes I get in awe of this whole world. Well, and, and the opportunities that we have. Right. The people we have met over the last year. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Just over the course of last year. But anyways, that's a whole other story. We'll get to <laughs> year in review yes. some other time. Yes. We, we will do a, a, a year in review maybe when we hit our, our so, year. So, yeah, of, we'll do that. Of podcast episodes out. I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So with that, guys, if you have anything, let us know. Be be watching our 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 platforms so you can see the dresses that we're going to be yes. putting out there. It'll be this weekend, y'all. Yeah. So with that, guys, stay sinful. <laughs>